This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lodger-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. When you save a little bit here and a little bit there, it can all add up. So on today's show, we'll look at ways to save money on utilities. The electric bill, the gas bill, the phone bill, the cable bill, and water bill. We've got our suggestions, but we'd like to hear your success stories as well. Give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. When you save a little here and a little there, it can add up. So on today's show, we'll look at ways to save money on utilities. The electric bill, the gas bill, the phone bill, the cable bill, the water bill. We've got some suggestions, but we'd like to hear your success stories as well. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. In addition to talking about utility bills this morning, we're looking for your personal finance questions. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen to the program again. Also, you can download the MPB public media app And you can listen on your smart device on demand so it will fit your schedule uh, however and whenever you need to listen to Money Talks. Uh, So good morning, Ryder. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning. Uh, Word is that Nancy is making her way here but uh, has been uh, stuck in uh, traffic. Stuck in traffic. So the Clinton to Jackson... uh, Commute uh, sometimes a little little antsy, uh, so hopefully she'll she'll be here shortly. Yeah, I'll be careful out there. Uh, what about uh, financial news? I understand the is the Fed uh, meeting again today? Is it? I'm not sure today. So what I was reading recently about the Fed, people are looking at various measures of inflation. Of course, we've talked about that on the show some. And there's been uh, a lot of growth in industrial orders um, and industrial prices rising. Uh, so so that's one of the things that they'll look into, say, okay, you know, do we expect inflation to be rising going forward, um, you know, given what's going on in other prices. Um, but at the same time, we have still had a lot of you know, food and energy and housing are still a big part of that inflation basket. Uh, as you know, we've had you know cheap gas prices all summer long. Um, uh, housing prices, they're kind of moderating in some places, but you know so s- some cities some cities are having slower growth, but overall we still do have, uh, stable growth in our housing uh, housing prices. So all those things are going to be things they look at and um, when they're looking at raising rates uh, another time. 
Uh, but from what I heard on the news this morning, it, it appears that <clears throat> at least this time around, they probably will not raise the rates. Right. I don't think there's there's not a great expectation of raising rates again right now, but they are still looking at um, doing at least one more this year is the anticipation. And the, the theory behind the interest rate then is enough to stimulate the economy, but they don't want overstimulation? Right. So, well, if you lower the interest rate, then the economy is stimulated because it becomes easier to borrow money. And when it's easy to borrow money, you can borrow money to invest. You can borrow money to grow your business or do whatever you need to do. So the idea with, and, and so that's why rates were held at zero for so long. And they even brought down long-term rates, uh, which meant, you know, it became cheaper and cheaper for people to buy homes. And that did encourage people to buy homes. Uh, so a couple of things with raising the rate one, when you're raising it from zero, it's not a huge impact. So it's not like we're going to shut off all investment. We're going to shut off all things. It, we're just getting it back to kind of a normal level because people also want to get a savings rate. They want to get a rate um, on their on their checking account and their savings account. So, so that's what the short term rates have really been helping with a little bit. You can see, you can start seeing interest rates at your local bank. If you go buy a, you know, one year CD instead of, you know, I saw one year CDs at like a quarter of a percent a year or two ago. Now you can see them at 1%, which is not amazing, but it is actually a number this time. Um, so as far as longer term rates, those are still going to be largely determined by the rest of the market, and those are still being held down. So um, that kind of indicates a little longer term uncertainty, but it's it's not that unusual for them to be for for the rates to be where they are, and the Fed's just trying to lift it just slowly, just gently, just so that everything will be kind of back to normal. When I say that, using some air quotes. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're going to be talking today about savings on utility bills, but also, as we do each Tuesday, looking for any personal finance questions that you have. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So um, we are, for argument's sake, this morning we're going to include um, some things on your utility bills. We'll include watching TV and making phone calls as part of paying for utilities, although those are not the necessary do, utilities, do I guess. Do people pay for phone calls anymore? Is that, <laughs> is that a real thing? Well, I mean, you've got to pay for your smartphone, so. I guess. Although I did, uh, at one time, I did have um, the Magic Jack, so I had a landline. That I guess well no it wasn't free but it was it was relatively cheap but uh, even with that I got I got so few calls on it that I'm have finally uh, gotten rid of the landline the altogether landline. and just just have the uh, the smartphone now, and I think uh, many of us are going that way so it's uh, mm-hmm. different sorts of utility bills some other things we'll talk about uh, would be the electric bill the gas bill um, the water bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to try to think of ways for you to save some money on these regular expenses that, you know, you certainly can't do without them. Those so, are uh, big and unavoidable. And in the summer, and in the summer, your energy bills, that they, they're they so high. <laughs> Just well, looking at mine for the past few months as opposed to the earlier months. Right. And so because it is July, we will start there. Why don't we start with the electric bills? Um, <clears throat> the first one, I guess, uh, is an obvious one, and that is that you can adjust the thermostat. Uh, yes, and 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 a big thing is 
is uh, getting getting thermostats with a, that you can program a schedule into. Yes. Um, I'm always surprised by the number of you know places I go into businesses, homes uh, that don't have a programmable thermostat because you know if you forget to turn off the AC when you leave the house in the morning then you're going to be cooling your house during the hottest part of the day. And it's not necessarily going to be that effective. Um, you know, if it gets up to you know, 100 degrees, which it may well do during the day, you know, your house may still only be like 80 degrees. Um, so having a programmable thermostat, you can you can cut out so much energy used and and a lot that is just being wasted yeah i i don't have one but i I'm, i've often thought about getting one because the other thing is you know <clears throat> there's so many times in the in the year in mississippi where you might need both the air conditioner and the heater maybe you know the air conditioner during the day but you want a little heat during the night and so mm-hmm. uh, it's always been difficult for me to remember to physically switch from one to the other so, but i guess with one of those programmable ones you it can uh, it can do both and you can uh, better do that because um as you said, you don't want to cool down your house when you're at work. If, if you have a pet, uh, you would want to keep it a little bit cooler. But, again, you can adjust that. Um, and then uh, the other thing that's interesting to me, it's easier, I think, to adjust the thermostat in the cooler months because you can put a sweater on or something, whereas yes. when you get hot, it's it's a little bit more difficult to cool down. But in the cooler months, it's good to have that programmable thermostat so you don't wake up in a freezing cold house. Yes. Uh, but just as well, I you know, don't want to come home after work to a very, very hot house. Um, and Nancy and I, Nancy has joined us. How was the traffic? Yes, uh, it cleared <laughs> out pretty quickly, but you know, you know how it is. One little fender bender, and everything comes to a standstill. We were talking about the exciting topic of thermostats the other day, and how she has to leave hers on for Loretta, of course. Of course, but <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, so-called smart thermostats out there these days, and. I think they're a little overhyped, even though I did get one myself, because uh, whenever if if you do not have a programmable thermostat, get one. It's going to save you a lot of money. But also look into what your if your utility company offers rebates. Uh, I know both Atmos uh, for gas here and uh, Intergy and I believe Mississippi Power and other parts of the state do offer uh, fairly significant rebates for buying a programmable or smart thermostat. Um, And I bought one on sale at Home Depot, and the rebate covered almost all of the cost. Hmm. Uh, So it was actually cheaper for me to get a smart thermostat than, than it was just to get just like the cheapest thermostat that they had. And hopefully you'll save a lot of money in the future with lower utility bills. Absolutely. Uh, so, Nancy, what about you? We're talking about uh, ways to cut back on the, your electric bill. Any any tips, things that you can think of? Well, I don't know. Get past midlife or something like that. <laughs> um, keep, keep a warm dog in the bed. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, we do have a programmable thermostat that does help. And we also have the ability to change the thermostat remotely because so many times if we're getting ready to go out of town, we're in a hurry and... And it's only when we're off on the road that we think, oh, my gosh, we didn't turn it down. Well, I can go to an app on my phone and adjust the thermostat so I can save utility uh, bills while I'm away. And then, of course, push it back to the temperature I like before we get back home. 
This is a bit of a tangent. You know, I saw something online that said uh, when you go out of town, you should take a picture of your stove so that you know that it's turned off. So then later, two hours down the road, when you I can't remember that stuff. Uh, Well, my thought was that exactly. But now you have to remember to take exactly, (laughs) exactly. We always play that game of did you? No, did you? It's like this. Wait, this is an old picture of the stove. This is this is the picture I took last week. Yeah. Why do you have so many newspaper up there? You're trying to show somebody pictures of your pets, and it's it's just like oh, well, this is my. Stove, uh, actually. It's great. But it's turned off. That's the important thing. Uh, we need to take a quick break. Some other things you can do on terms of uh, helping with uh, your electric bill, uh, you can check your attic insulation and also apply weather stripping. Absolutely. Um, and our producer, Liz, found a link for energy. It's uh, energy.com slash save underscore money. Uh, that will help you go around your house and find out where you can do some savings for that energy bill. Uh, We're going to come back with more. We're talking about saving money on utilities on Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taft. Today, we're talking about saving money on your utility bills. We're looking for any success stories that you have. If you have ways that you've saved on an electric bill, a gas bill, your phone bill, cable bill, or water bill, uh, give us a call and let us know. We'd certainly appreciate your tips this morning. Also, if you have a personal finance question, we will give you some assistance at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We've started by talking about saving on the electric bill. We've mentioned things like um, adjusting your thermostat, uh, possibly installing a programmable thermostat, so adjusting it is a little bit easier. Uh, Attic insulation, if uh, you want to do that, although uh, I would think that would almost rise to the level of having someone else do it, but you would certainly want to check to see if your attic needs additional insulation. Weather stripping is important. That's what we put around doors to keep out drafts, to keep uh, cold air out in the, in the wintertime and warm air in the summertime. Um, an odd one that we all talked about for just a minute during the break would be to insulate your outlets and light switches. I didn't even know you could do I, such. I'm not. I'm not so sure about that one. I'm not either. Hey, I did that. You, you did can it? buy them, and they're pre-cut with the little switches and the little outlet business out of it. And it, you just you unscrew the light switch, put the little piece of foam there, and then screw the faceplate back in. And it's supposed to be especially good for outdoor out. Well, if it's outside on a, yeah, walls, an outside switches. wall, that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds easy enough. So that again. If uh, those things are inexpensive to buy, then it's a simple thing to do. That that might help out there. Um, well, well, one thing with all of these things, these are kind of you know things you can do around the home, uh, kind of permanent things you can do to, to make your home more efficient. And just like the 
like we mentioned, the electric and gas utilities having rebates on appliances. If you get a more efficient refrigerator or uh, thermostat or air conditioner, they'll give you rebates. Uh, they will also uh, help you do a home energy audit. So they can do things like have a person point out to you where it needs better weather stripping and how good is your insulation. Because you know, insulation is going to be expensive to install if you have someone else do it. And if your insulation is already fine, you don't want to you know, start a new project and possibly mess it up. We were just talking about how it's very uh, kind of precise how you have to install. Right. You have some to of put it stuff. in correctly, or it's just just basically it loses not its there. value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard that about the the energy audit, and that would be a good thing. You could contact your your energy or your uh, power supplier and, and and ask about that. Um, <clears throat> another thing, I guess, would be the, to make sure. Uh, that your air filter and your air conditioner is changed on a regular basis so that oh, yeah. uh, it doesn't have to work so hard. That's a good one that I, I must admit I, I don't... Uh, Put it on your calendar. Give yourself an yeah. alert. Yeah, yeah, I have an alert every few months, especially and, and especially for me, um, I've had allergies in the past, and so having a clean air filter... He I sneezes mean, I, all the time. I, <laughs> I, will, I will notice in my house when my air... Air filter is getting a little a uh, little dirty, so I will run out and replace it real quick. Uh, here's another good tip that uh, I've taken advantage of: it's to insulate your water heater, so you can buy uh, a little. I guess they call it a jacket, so you can wrap the water heater, and that will help uh, keep. Uh, uh, says can some. Can you buy shoes? Cute <laughs> shoes. Can we knit it? Knit it a sweater? Can we get get that done? Uh, actually, we have a group here at uh, MPB who knits every Wednesday, so I'll I'll get them working on that water Absolutely. heater jacket uh, this week. That is what we need. But it says it can prevent uh, heat loss by twenty to forty five percent. So again, these you know these seem to be simple things to do. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's a little bit here and a little bit there. But if you kind of do some of these things, uh, they will add up over time. And to me, any money you can save is money that you can save or uh, use for other things. Absolutely. Let's uh, got a we have a phone call on the line, so let's begin with. Sir, in Collarville, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, one of the problems in the South is they people tend to want to make winter, summer, and summer, winter. Set mm. the thermostat in the summer mm-hmm. for 75 degrees. Set the thermostat in winter for 68 degrees. And that is a tremendous loss. Uh, I mean, a tremendous savings. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. We had mentioned that a little bit earlier that, you know, I I think it's a little bit harder to stay cool down when you're a little bit hot. But in the wintertime, and I really, I guess, learned this when I was uh, in high school and college. My mother was big on keeping the thermostat low. So I just learned to, you know, run around the house in a little Mm. shirt or, you know, long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt or a sweater or whatever. I think that's helpful. And um, that can that can help add up when we're trying to save on these uh, on this electric bill as well. And we do have those just couple of just perfect weeks or months when when the temperature outside is actually you know just right in the evening and uh you know leave open your windows and don't use your ac at all that's right you can hear the the, for the uh, bold that's right hear nature outside your window as you go off to sleep (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that's my problem is in the morning the the birds keep me awake so it's i love their chirping but if they could go chirp in another tree speaking of saving saving money on an alarm clock here (laughs) Uh, cooking strategically is another tip to save uh, on your energy bill. Um, well, I will say one of the things that I tend to hold off doing is um, putting my self-cleaning oven on self-clean until it's a cold day. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to uh, heat up the kitchen. And so that's, you know, don't like to do that during the summertime. 
So the microwave is always a um, an alternative there. Obviously, it doesn't get as hot as, as an oven would. But, yeah, I think it's a good idea to sort of plan what you need to do uh, if you're going to use the oven a lot of cooking. Maybe uh, make sure that you're not doing that during the hottest part of the day. But, again, as we talk about it in the wintertime, maybe you do want to do a lot of oven uh, cooking because it will certainly heat up your kitchen quickly, that's for sure. That's why uh, grilling out is for, made for summer. Exactly. Take all that heat right outside. Uh, you know, another thing that I uh, use uh, that I think helps uh, save on or at least helps keep the house cool is um, and also warm in the winter if you remember to do it. But the ceiling fan and again, based on which direction the blades are turning, you're either it's something pushing the hot air down or pu- pulling it up. I can never really remember because every every season I have to look it up online as to which way I'm supposed to be going. Uh, but I have a ceiling fan in most every room in my house, and that does seem to to really make a, a difference. And that way, again, you can adjust your thermostat and uh, save a little bit of money uh, that way. Um, we've got some other tips here. Uh, use uh, LED bulbs. Uh, they can lower your lighting bill. And also, I guess they're a little bit uh, less uh, hot, so a little cool there. Uh, move furniture away from your windows. Um, close your fireplace damper when not in use. Don't have to worry about that because you don't have a fireplace. But uh, um, anything else come to mind with uh, with electric bills? Um, I, I think it's important to check your windows, uh, especially if you have an older home then uh, those windows are just leaching all kinds of air. And uh, so you may make the decision to replace those windows. It's not as big of a deal as you would think. You can go to your um, home store and talk to them, have them come out and look at that. They often will offer some special type of financing in order to do that. We used to have some credits available to us. I think those have disappeared, but still it can make a huge difference. We replaced some windows in our house and it was just surprising the difference in the utility bill because it kept a particular room at a better temperature. And the other thing that we have done is we've used awnings. So an awning can um, enhance the outside of your home Mm -hmm. as well as protect from that hot sun uh, during the day and in the afternoons in particular. And then finally, you know, um, if you happen to have some trees around, uh, value those trees here in Mississippi. If you're in a more mature neighborhood, you can tell the difference because your house is going to stay cooler. Although I have a huge oak tree in my backyard, you've seen it. Yeah, it's it's leaning a little. I'm bit, a little nervous that you might get fortunately, flattened. Fortunately, fortunately, it's leaning towards somebody else's house. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it it gives me a lot of shade, though. Uh, think redwood tree. It's 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 a big one. <laughs> you know, I, I like the idea of the awnings because, as you say, that adds a little bit uh, to the outside the appeal of your house. But again, I think those really do make a big difference. I know when you're outside in the sun and you just get into some little bit of shade it's amazing how much different there is there and again that's hot uh you know hot temperatures beating down in your house so an awning i think would be a good way uh to make it easier to cool your house in the summertime um but i saw one i wanted to mention um well, there, there's a couple here that deal with washing clothes. Right. Uh, you know, they point out that heating the water to wash your clothes uses a tremendous amount of energy because um, that's, you know, like 40 gallons of, you know, that's that's your whole hot water heater that you have to take out to, to wash a hot. So um, use, co- washing on warm or cool when you can. Um, and also, of course, the dryer uses a lot of energy. Uh, you know, this is Mississippi. You can dry your clothes in like three minutes if you take them outside. Um, 
or I don't have an outside clothesline, but I have a an inside drying rack. Mm-hmm. And so especially my bigger things, uh, towels, which take forever in a dryer, or uh, sheets, which just don't dry that well because they're so big, just throw those over the drying rack. They dry overnight, and I can dry all my shirts or you know what else uh, in the dryer. I do that. I, I use my... Um my shower curtain rod and use that to hang up my shirts, let them dry. But yeah, I think that's that a good where idea. you put your pantyhose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right now. We know how delicate those are, so yeah, I got to be careful with that. Um, the other thing also, if you avoid washing clothes in hot water, you don't ever get clothes that, you know, run if you in, inadvertently Well, and these days, in. with uh, if you have a newer washer and with the special detergents they have out there, they actually recommend cold water washing. So that helps us. Uh, and along those same lines, uh, make sure that you pack up the dishwasher. You know, don't ever run a half load. Uh, go ahead and fill it up. Uh, you'll get your more savings that way. Also, it's an interesting one, and I think a good tip is that you'll turn off the manual heat dry, uh, which is usually at the end of the cycle, and just let your dishes air dry. You'll be saving uh, some money there as well. And it also, this one I don't like at all, Wash, uh, hand wash large pots, pans, and dishes. It's like, <laughs> hey, that's why I bought the dishwasher, so I don't have to wash by hand. Uh, but I guess maybe that'll help out uh, to uh, they don't uh, take up, uh, you know, room in your dishwasher and then you can go ahead and, and do those items yourself. Um, we're going to move on now. We've talked a little bit about uh, the electric bill. By the way, you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for any personal finance questions that you have for us this morning. Also, as we talk about saving money on utility bills, we'd love to hear from you. How do you go about making some savings around your house when it comes to paying your bills? The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We'd love to hear your saving strategies uh, as we go through different ways to uh, cut down on your utility bills. Um, as I said, we'll move a little bit now to um, water use. And the first one is to install a low flow shower head. Uh, I don't think no, I have No, I'm sorry. One. We cannot do that at my house. It would, it would just. <laughs> It could be pressure. grounds for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you need the pressure. Um, that that that's true. Low flow shower heads. I I, well, I I know I know the dramatic difference because I've gone from low flow to uh, to high flow conventional. I don't I don't know. I had amazing water pressure at my old house, um, but but yeah, low low flow uses dramatically less water. There's even I've seen some interesting new technologies coming out where they're having even lower flow ones that but that still feel that still still distribute the water in such a way. it's one tiny little it's stream just, just coming just, at just you. T- yeah, I don't know. And you just got to like, dodge around to make sure you get the soap out of your eyes, just, right? Just have someone pressure wash you for about 10 <laughs> seconds and that'll be a tremendous savings right there. That that's not that's not real advice. There uh, there's that an interesting uh, Seinfeld episode that deals with the low flow shower head and everyone's hair just goes completely. <laughs> and I, I'm, I think I'm the same way. I, I does that does, does that what happens to your hair, Kevin? I don't have a lot of hair, so I don't really <laughs> need to worry about that. <laughs> 
But I would agree. That's, I think that's a good one. But I would sort of put that one at the bottom of the list because, I, again, I think a lot of us do like to the idea of the pressure, you know, a little invigorating as we take a shower. So uh, we need to take a break. When we get back, we will continue working our way through lists of uh, saving money on your utility bills. We'd really like to hear from you, though, either with your personal finance questions or your tips on how to save on your utility bills. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Botridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we're talking about saving money on utility bills. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. What are your tips? How do you go about saving money on those monthly utility bills? And also we're looking for any personal finance questions that you have today. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Uh, you can also send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We talked about a number of things that you can do to try to help uh, lower your electric bill. Uh, you could get a programmable thermostat and you could adjust that thermostat uh, during the winter and the summer to uh, make it work a little bit less. We talked about adding weather stripping around doors and windows and making sure your attic insulation is good. Also, we talked about uh, things like um, r- putting a jacket on your water heater. Uh, and some other things, cooking strategically, moving furniture away from the uh, the hotter parts of the uh, room. So there's a lot of things you can do on your electric bill. We're talking now about uh, lowering, lowering your water usage. Uh, we talked about the low-flow showerhead. It was not real popular here with us in the studio. Uh, another one that I do uh, is that turn off the water while you either brush your teeth or shave. Uh, less flow times equals less water used. I must admit, though, the only reason I do this is because my drain is slow, and so if I don't, uh, the sink fills up with water. So it's pretty much I have to kind of do that. So. Uh. Um, one thing with water, especially if you have a larger yard, uh, if you have a built-in irrigation system in your yard, is getting a separate water meter for your yard water versus your home water. Um, in many municipalities, um, that will that will save you money because you will pay the sewerage and uh, garbage rates on your home water, but you won't have to you won't have to pay extra sewerage for the water that's just going into your grass anyway. And so that makes sense for people who, I mean, not just because you have a hose in your front yard, but if you do use a lot of water for your lawn, you have a large lawn uh, or an inbuilt irrigation system that might make sense for you. All right, we've got a caller on the line, and uh, speaking of water conservation, Shirley has called in from Starkville this morning. Go ahead, Shirley, you're on the air. 
Oh, hi. While I was waiting, you stole my thunder. Oh. Um, I was going to mention uh, about turning off the water when you're brushing your teeth. Mm. Uh, but uh, another um, a water conservation measure is to water your flowers uh, in the evening, mm -hmm. uh, just about sundown or slightly mm. after sundown. And uh, if the water won't evaporate as easily as if you... Uh, water during the daytime. Mm -hmm. um, and another is, as far as electricity is concerned, you'd be amazed how much electricity is used when appliances are seemingly dormant. Uh, so appliances such as your uh, toaster, your toaster oven, uh, it's best to keep those unplugged uh, while they're not in use. So as soon as you finish using them to unplug them. Actually, uh, when I lived in another city, one of my neighbors um, had a fire that started from what she thought was a dormant toaster. Uh, so those are my suggestions. All right. And that brings up a good point that a lot of a lot of energy saving things when you're dealing with electricity, you're dealing with gas, you're dealing with any of these things, the less of it that you're using, the the safer it is. Because, you know, the more electricity you're putting through, you know, your old wires in your house or the more gas you're using, just the more chance for something to go wrong. Um so, you know, just like that, you know, unplugging a toaster like it's it's not likely to happen that your toaster just decides to burn your house down, but if it does, you should hope that it's unplugged. Yeah, and I think that's a good idea. You know, the toaster maybe you use once a day if you have like make toast in the morning or whatever. But you know, the microwave I think is something you would use a little bit more frequently, so you maybe leave that plugged in. But uh, Shirley makes a good point that uh, some of these appliances that you use just on an occasion, go ahead and unplug those. I think uh, Liz Gill, our, our producer, came up with the term vampire. Uh, uh, you uh, are uh, appliance because you know they're kind of energy Constantly when we sucking yeah, when we don't really realize it. And I think a, a good guideline, especially on newer things, uh, electronics, is is if there is a light that is on while it is turned off, um, you know, a light, even just a red light that indicates that it's off, it's drawing electricity, and it's probably drawing a lot more than just that light because it's kind of on a standby mode. It's waiting for you to, you know, hit the remote, uh, and so that can be that can be a surprisingly large source of electricity use on the. Um, the vampire electricity. Well, I, I know out at Mississippi College, we actually had uh, a person who was appointed as our energy person who um, then went around and made sure and reminded us to turn off things. And with the school, there are large blocks of time when people are not there as much uh, in the summer. And so to turn off um, everything connected to computers, mm -hmm. all of those things, and then track the savings. And it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in savings just because we're a bit more attentive to what we're using. I remember uh, talking to someone who worked for Entergy, and he said one of the most surprising things for them in the past, you know, couple of years, decades, whatever, was when uh, was when plasma TVs were very popular uh, because not only ev everyone started getting them, they used a ton more electricity than TVs had before, and they also used a lot more while they were still off. Uh, and so that was that was a, an electricity usage problem that became an issue for the entire grid. 
um, you know, they were able to plan for it. Uh, but that was that was something that did take them by a little bit of surprise. So TVs use a lot. They're doing a lot better these days. Look for the Energy Star label when you buy electronics um, and and just look and see how much they're using when they're on and off. This is Money Talks. We're talking about ways to save on utility bills this morning. We've got some lists here that we're going through, but we'd love to hear your input as well. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're talking about ways to save on your water usage, and uh, Shirley from Starfield mentioned watering your plants in the evening. Uh, that the water does not evaporate uh, as quickly, so the plants get more out of that uh, with less watering. Somewhere along that line, a friend of mine actually installed a couple of uh, uh, rainwater barrels, and and you know, uh, connected oh yeah, to their... you know, there are those um, barrels that you can get, and you can hook a hose to them, mm-hmm. and so you can then just easily water your plants yourself from the collected rainwater. Yeah, and as I say, he, his, his has a pump on it and everything, but it hooks it hooked right into his uh, downspouts. And of course, you know, needless to say, we all know that we can get a lot of rain uh, in the spring and in the summertime, so that's, oh, uh, yeah. that's a great way to use well, that. Well, but then you have to watch out for mosquitoes. Well, that's but in this case, at least the, the barrel is all self-contained, so it's not... So if not, you have a lid on it, mm-hmm. then you don't have that problem. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. So, uh, we've got another caller on the line. Uh, Jeff has called in from Jackson today. Good morning, Jeff. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Um, you've actually had me on your show before many years ago to talk about some of these things y'all are talking about today. And I just, um, you know, this is kind of what we do for a living. And so I just wanted to kind of chime in on a couple of things that I just happened to tune in and catch on and stuff and see. But when you're talking about water usage and saving of water usage, you'll actually uh, do better off of replacing your toilets in your house with lower flow toilets than you would with shower heads. You'll use more water there uh, than you would with your shower heads. Um, but again, the technology of what you do and the new low flow shower heads, you'd be surprised that if you don't take the water savers out, you actually can't really tell the difference um, at the end. Um, the rainwater barrels and stuff are great. Uh, they help. Um, but it's at this point still, it's a very expensive way to uh, water your yard. Um, and, you know, but all those things are fun and they're good uh, and they help the vampire load stuff that y'all were talking about, too. It's just anything, just a good guideline for people to have is anything that has a box on the back of it. So like your cell phone charger, anything that plugs into the wall that has like that big brick that mm-hmm. plugs into the plug, um, that's going to attribute its that's pulling a load because it's a transformer. So it's actually taking power at the regular power rate and dropping it down to one that your cell phone would use or your computer peripherals, your hair dryer, things like that. That attributes to about a dollar a month per device. Hmm. The average house can go find 30 to 40 of those, a, a three or four bedroom house with several people in the house. Um, and if you do the math on that real quick, that adds up uh, to a significant uh, amount of money for a lot of people. So, Jeff, you're saying look for the, the brick there, that little, that big, you know, the thick uh, square oh. thing on the end of your, uh, of your cords, and that's a sign that, it, uh, that you might, might want to keep those unplugged? Sure. That's your indicator that it's actually a transformer and dropping the power down. Sure, some things you need to keep plugged in and stuff. We keep our cable boxes and things like that plugged in, but your laptop charger, your cell phone charger... Um, when they're not being charged, if you unplug those things, then you're not actually drawing a load um, 
from your utility bill. All right. Jeff, thanks for the call. Some good uh, thoughts there, some good additions to our list there. You know, and I think, that, again, we've mentioned a couple of times, but to me, the, the beauty of all this is no, I don't think anybody's going to do everything on this list. But if you do, you know, two or three of the electric things and a couple of things on the water bill, that kind of thing, little by little, it does add up and the, and the savings are there. And I think uh, it's some of these are not uh, a, a large uh, effort. You know, you can do these things fairly easily and, and they do add up uh, when you begin to add them all together. We've got another caller on the line. We've got the uh, Charles in Jackson this time. Good morning, Charles. Go ahead. Good morning. I just tuned in. You may have already talked about LED light fixtures. I Not a whole lot. So, uh, go ahead. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm a landlord, but also in my own house. Uh, that's been the biggest change, uh, I think, in the world in the last five, ten years. And now LED light bulbs, like you can buy in big box stores, have gotten be very uh, affordable mm-hmm. you can buy like an eight box of 60 watt leds and they work out to about two dollars and fifty cents a piece and they're good for 25 years <laughs> wow uh, we put in a uh, heated floor in our bathroom a couple of years ago and it was like 1500 watts so i was expecting it runs you know half a day so i was expecting the bill to go up but at the same time i changed out about 40 can lights recess lights in our house to led bulbs and our usage went down. <laughs> that tells you the effect it has. Yeah. I mean, a standard like a 90-watt floodlight, and the old one, 90 watts, uh, an LED is going to burn about uh, 11 watts. Mm-hmm. That's the magnitude we're talking about, and they're becoming very affordable. That is the single biggest thing that you can do in your house to reduce electricity usage. All right. I, I know I was just in a home store last night buying some uh, lights for closets, wanted small lights, and I find these fixtures that are LED fixtures. Um, as he mentions, it, it was 9.4 watts, but it burns like a 60-watt incandescent. And as I'm looking at it, there's no place to plug in a bulb. And it even says, you never replace the bulb. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of all built in there. And I didn't quite know what to do with it other than when the um, one of the employees came by, he could point out, there's the light you're looking at. And it was quite bright and so we're going to try it all right charles a good call thanks for the call and i want to go visit charles house a heated bathroom floor that sounded uh, really nice yes um that thing and i guess it's a minor thing but you know they're the old-fashioned light bulbs did put off some heat and i think the led bulbs are cooler as well so Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one thing also i would say they are a little bit pricey uh charles mentioned they're coming down but they're a little bit pricey but to me that's an investment because in the long run uh it's going to save you some money uh, so it would be worth your investment. Uh, let's uh, continue on. Next, we're going to go to Houston. Betty has called in today. Good morning, Betty. Go ahead. Good morning. I uh, heard you all talking about the programmable um, thermostat. Yes. So I just hopped on that because I had some work done and got rebates on uh, windows and insulation in my attic a couple of years ago. So I called TVA, which is who I had dealt with before, and they don't have a rebate on um, on the programmable thermostats. And then I called Atmos because you had specifically mentioned Atmos, mm-hmm. and they don't know anything about a rebate on programmable thermostats. So what do I do now? Um, I don't have the website pulled up now, but if you just Google Atmos thermostat rebate, I'm sure it will come up. I literally got my check two weeks ago. So, <laughs> yeah, they 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 may not know all the details, but they certainly did know where to send the check, which okay. I appreciated. Well, I thank you very much. I shall do that immediately. All right. Betty, thanks for the call. 
Uh, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we've got a couple of callers on the line, but some open phone lines as well. If you have a tip for saving on your utility bills, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. We'll be back to wrap up Money Talks after this break. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taft. Today we've been talking about saving money on your utility bills. We've gotten a lot of good suggestions from you. Uh, still a chance to work in a call if you'd like at one eight seven seven mpb ring Back to the phone lines we go. We start again in Jackson. Sheila has called in today. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. I just wanted to say that uh, I added a timer to my electric water heater, and it shuts off at 10 o'clock at night and comes back on in, at, like, 6 o'clock the next morning, and I... Uh, I've, it works beautifully. Okay. That's so, un- and, you know, they say electric water heaters burn a lot of electricity, and it's just fantastic. All right. That's great. Good point there, Sheila. Thanks for that. That's, you know, some, again, that's you're not going to be using that overnight, so why have it uh, working? And that goes along with some of the other suggestions we had about the, the vampire, uh, um, I keep saying utilities, the vampire... Appliance. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, just little small things, again, as we say, will add up uh, to big savings. Uh, we'll move on next. We've got uh, Roger, who's called in from Florence today. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. Uh, good show. Thanks for what you're doing. Uh, toilets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good toilet. I think there may be some sorry ones out there, but most toilets last a long time. And uh, you can change out the parts that do wear out pretty cheaply. Uh, but there was a suggestion possibly to change your toilet out to get a smaller flush toilet need to think about that one because uh it's been shown that uh in some circumstances uh you got to flush twice mm-hmm. instead of just once so the thing to do if you have an old toilet is don't despair especially rejoice if you have an old toilet because it's going to flush the stuff down but get a brick just a brick or something like a brick and put it in your toilet inside the bowl i mean the uh tank I put two bricks, and it'll displace some of the water. And you can see how much you need to displace. 
and that will, uh, you know, you'll use a little less water on each flush if you're just trying to save a little water on each flush. That's my that's my thought. Don't buy, new, don't buy a new toilet. If you do buy one, buy the best one you can buy. But if you buy a small one of these, I think the federal government told us, just like they've told us so much, that now we need to only, you know, have a one point so whatever it is, uh, gallons per flush. Well, that was a not a particularly useful thing under a lot of circumstances. Put a brick in. All right. Bye. Roger, uh, that's a good call. And again, <clears throat> the suggestion on our list was very similar, uh, was to put in a, um, a bottle, <clears throat> and it would say you save equal to the amount of, because uh, so you, you're displacing the water. So a 20-ounce bottle, if you filled that up with water and put it in there, would save you 20 ounces of water per flush because you're displacing that amount of money. So mm-hmm. uh, that was a good thought. Uh, we got a couple more calls to get to. We'll go next to uh, Mike in Columbia. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I'm a Building Performance Institute certified home energy auditor. Okay. And a lot of the things y'all are talking about are accurate, but the biggest thing when I'm addressing homeowners is changing some of their habits. Hmm. Just like leaving a room and leaving a light on is not... I mean, you can do little things like turn a light off. Mm Mm-hmm. And these uh, LED light bulbs <clears throat> that y'all were talking about a moment ago, putting them in a closet, well, is not so beneficial as putting LED lights in your kitchen because you use that right. light more often mm-hmm. or the lamp next to your couch. Well, what if I do lamp. both? <laughs> well, <clears throat> there's a higher upfront cost. If you do things... Gradually, sure, when you can afford to go buy another LED light bulb, put it in your closet. You know, anytime you can save a little bit of energy is a good thing. Okay. All right, Mike, appreciate the the call. Go ahead. Go ahead. The best thing a homeowner can do is have their air conditioning system cleaned. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Changing that filter is imperative. And it's not so much... Uh, you want the filter make the air healthier to breathe. Yes, that's a benefit. But the main thing for a filter in your air conditioning system is to keep that coil clean. All right. That coil is very sensitive. The freon going through the coil is very sensitive to heat. The more heat it can pick up and transfer outside the condenser to the condenser is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, uh, thanks for the phone call. We're running a little bit out of time, uh, but those are some good suggestions. Um, and, again, certainly uh, here in Mississippi, we all have to work our air conditioners so hard during the, the summertime that any kind of, uh, you know, making those work more efficiently with filters. And I know my uh, the company that installed my um, heat air uh, unit will actually offer to come out twice each year and do a little bit of a cleaning and prep work, you know, before the in the fall and in the spring to make sure that uh, that you're going and that you're ready to go for the entire uh, season ahead. Because it's, you know, as you say, winter and summer obviously are the ones where I think we utilize uh, heating and cooling uh, the most. Uh, Kimberly, thanks for your call. We're not going to be able to get to you. We're running out of time. We had a lot of good suggestions. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll revisit this topic again at a later time. We can talk about ways uh, saving on your phone bill and some other uh, utility bills. But thanks to everyone who called in with some great suggestions for saving. 
saving money on those monthly utility bills. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash talks. And don't forget about the MPB Public Media app. Download that so you can listen to MPB Think Radio on your smartphone on your schedule. Our show was produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener was Patrick Price. So for Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio.